Are you in love with your business? <laughs> are you enjoying what you're doing? Are you getting the sales you want to get? Are you finding the passion every single day to get out there, to market, to sell, and to grow your business? If you're not, maybe it's time to change or to re-fall in love with the business that you first started. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Welcome to the Rebel Entrepreneur coaching season. I'm back with Adam from Craftbox Club. Welcome back to the show, Adam. Hello, it's good to be back again. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I am in the snow of Toronto in Canada, so it's feeling very Christmassy, and I've had my first mince pie and brandy butter, so I'm, I'm on the Christmas warpath. How about you? Excellent. You're good to go. I'm not sure I've had a mince pie yet. This is crazy. I've been mulling wine, though. Been mulling, mulling, mulling all sorts of wine. I've been finding spices that have been at the back of my cabinet since 2001 and chucking them in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's 20 years ago. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure there's a best uh... before date on these things. (laughs) It was great. It, It did the trick. Excellent. <laughs> well, talking about Christmas, that's been the subject of a lot of the podcast for however long we've been going now. It's now the 8th of December, so we are in prime Christmas selling time, 8th of December. What's happened? Because we were worried the sales weren't going to come, the sales were going to come, we were nervous. We've almost been saying for the past three months, hold the line, Christmas is coming, it'll be okay. Has Christmas come? <laughs> yeah, we've been been waiting and uh, and keeping the faith and trusting the process uh, for a while. Um, and yeah, I, I think last time we spoke was like the middle of November, early November, and nothing yes. was quite happening just yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that Christmas is on the way. So uh, we've we've got a fair fair bit of improvement. Well, that's good. So we've had improvement. Things have come up. What could send me some numbers? Give me some numbers. What does improvement mean? (laughs) Yeah. So just uh, on the um, on new customers, um, I went from I think in the middle of uh, of of of, uh, the summer. The worst it got was, you know, like like one a week, one new customer a week, which wasn't feeling great. Um, and now I am at, at three or four a day, which feels much better. That feels huge in comparison. So yeah. we're looking at like twenty plus twenty five orders a week. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's it's amazing to get that feeling back of seeing the orders come through and. Uh, my my website provider has has given me this this uh this lovely gift of uh a new app thing and whenever i get an order i get this beautiful little dot on my screen 
Oh, oh, isn't it wonderful when that happens? Yeah. Um, um, and, and amazing. I think I might have said this before, but people do shopping online at the strangest times. Yes. So I, I often uh, wake up to a, a brand new fully formed dot on my phone. <laughs> And that's it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> yes, I do that sometimes. It's like late at night. I'll just buy this thing randomly. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's the benefit of having an online business is people can buy at any time they want to. It's also one of the challenges because you have no idea when they're actually going to do it. Uh, so sales are up. Things are going how do you feel like are you still comparing to last year are you up down compared on last year should we even be comparing to last year should we be comparing is a very good question so uh, I, I think it, it depends I, I've been doing all sorts of different bits of comparison to try and just work out whether I'm making progress or not I think that's the thing um, so if, if you look at the the year as a whole uh, for 2020 compared to 2021 with 2021 I'm gonna be up for sure um but in terms of if you look at the uh, November and December this year compared to to last year I'm only at about half of the uh the, the sales of of last year so in a way it sort of feels like I'm ahead because I've over the year I've had more sales um but then again I've been around for a bit longer um, and had you know, chance for more people to stick around for the subscriptions. Um, yeah, so, you know, that that's up. But the, the sales for, for Christmas so far are, are going to be down by the looks of things. Interesting. So that leaves you probably with a bunch of mixed emotions and feelings about <laughs> this. Um, describe yeah. how you feel about all this. What's happened inside you? What are the feelings this is driving I think the thing is, I feel like I've done all sorts of different things and, um, you know, definitely had some, uh, some success on, you know, if you, if you leave the figures for a minute, uh, in, in terms of, you know, just achievements, um, media, the amount that I've learned, how the products come on, all sorts of different things. Um, there's, there's been a huge amount of achievement over the year. Um, but I just don't feel like I I know how to sell to my customers any better or how to find customers, <laughs> I guess, is the thing, any better than before. And I'm not not sure. I mean, the, the only thing that seems to work is the fact that I'm still high up on Google. Um, so that's great. Um, and then everything else seems to be kind of, you know, marginal. Um, and I can't really, I, I can maybe get a little bit higher up on Google, um, but you know, there's there's not a long way to go with that. So yeah, it'd just be, um, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, what's next? Um, I, I want to, I want to grow this. So it's about three times bigger. And then that's, um, that's the goal really. Uh, and it feels very, very close because <laughs> uh, that's a few hundred more customers mm. um so it feels very achievable but it just it, it just hasn't come yet which is interesting because you put in a huge amount of work you try lots of things some of them convert some of them don't 
and then you're left going i just i just need a little bit more but where do i focus my energy um the clear thing you said is about being up the google rankings which i have an idea for that adam which i think let's get christmas done let's do the big christmas review and then maybe the next year is let's do a deep dive on google what are the top search terms and spend an entire year setting us up for the next Christmas to be top of Google search terms for all of these different things. Uh, if we're saying that's the way to go, you're saying there's not much further to go up and they might not be on that one or two terms, but there are a whole bunch of other terms. There are a whole bunch of websites. There are a whole bunch of different things we can do to set that up for the next year. And maybe that's the way to go. I almost think I want to hold off jumping to the conclusions until we've done the review after Christmas of what worked, what didn't and where we are. Um, Cause you still don't know what's going to happen in the next two weeks. We still have <laughs> no idea. Uh, yeah. I've still got everything crossed that the next two weeks will go crazy. And also we're still getting the data because last Christmas was your first proper Christmas doing this. And it happened to be the lockdown COVID Christmas. And that was an anomaly, it seems. And this year is, seems to be, it's probably an anomaly because it's the first year after lockdown. And things will balance out afterwards. And it seems the whole retail world is a little <laughs> bit up in the air about, are we selling? Are we not? Where's the product? Where's it not? And it's a really interesting piece about that. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it's a it's such a random time, and also because you know that that's when I started trying to to get any um, signal from the noise uh, of any any data that I can look at um, is is very tricky. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and especially when you're um you know you're finding people through uh you know not just directly from a search engine through, through a few different things so for example i'm supporting um one of the uh, a campaign that in reading like a sort of charitable campaign um, and a few people have found me because of that but that's I, cool it's, it's quite yeah i mean it's, it's great and it's cool to be involved in it as well but um i don't know whether maybe 20% of my sales were from there because I've got this, I think we mentioned it before, I've got this big chunk on Google Analytics that says it, it's from direct. <laughs> so, so people are coming direct to the website. Uh, and that just means that for the majority of the, of the people finding you, you just don't know where they're coming from. Um, apart from, you know, I, I do kind of dip in, welcome people and then ask, um, where did you, you come get, from? Yeah, yeah where, tell me where did you, where come, did you from? come from? <laughs> and some people can't remember. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is the interesting thing. Some people don't reply. Some people don't remember. Um, and yeah, again, the majority of people are saying Google, but um, yeah, trying to trying to catch the odd person. Some people go, "Oh, it's great, you're from Reading. I'm from Reading." So you sort of go, "All oh, right, you might have heard of me because of planting trees or the." the um you know the, the the other the other campaign so yeah i'm just trying to work it all out but it's quite hard to to go aha right that data means this is my strategy this is the thing mm. 
So one thing we can do, which businesses use, is each of their campaigns that are out there in the physical world has a code for people to get a minor discount or a special offer. So one of the things we can do for next year is increase your prices slightly and then that increase they get off if they put the discount code in. So you know if it's through the trees campaign, if they write trees in the promotion box, they get £2 off their first box or whatever it is. And you know that one comes from that. That also gives you the added benefit of it's the people that actually convert that we're finding out where they come from. Because that's actually the most important piece is we... Like, and take this the right way. We don't care about traffic. We care about sales. Yeah. And that's what we really want to know is where the people are coming from that actually buy. Are they coming from the email list? Are they coming from your social media Black Friday, which I'm assuming you put some like codes in the Black Friday promotion and those kind of promotions so you know whether that drove sales? Yeah, so I've, I've been having fun with the promotions actually since Black Friday and then all the way through Advent. I'm doing a different um, competition or offer or something for, for a day. So it's that sort of time-bound offer thing. And then, yeah, some of them have got codes or some you've got to tag friends on social media, all that kind of stuff. So I can I can definitely see the people that come through there, um, which has been quite interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I've sort of... Um, raffled off Santa was one of the things. And I could see <laughs> a few people coming through because they, you know, were interested in meeting Santa or all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's been good. Um, but yeah, what I what I haven't really done is uh, when I've been out to um, to support the charities and that sort of thing, to go, oh, well, you, you know, when you're talking about us, you can offer us as a as a prize or have a offer a discount code or something like that. Um, and yeah, that, I like that idea. That's great. Cool. So that will allow us to track where the actual sales come from, which will enable us to do that. Part of me is thinking, Adam, what we need to do is in the new year, it's time to do the big review. It's the review of what worked, what didn't, what stats do we have? Let's review it all and then focus on what we actually want to do for the next year. Because I understand, are you going back to work for one day extra week? Because you've got a, at the moment, this is your sort of part-time side hustle alongside the job, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's right. So what's happened um, this year is I've, I've uh, had three days a week. And just because because of the way that um, the, the client basically needs me to work, uh, I've got to do an extra day um, next, next year. So I'll have uh, sort of one official day on CraftBots Club. Obviously, my entire life, other than when I'm in the office, <laughs> is Crawford's Club. <laughs> but I'll lose like eight hours or something of that every week. Which is a huge difference. It's a huge difference in the hours you've got to mm. do this. Uh, and that's what we really need to focus on for the next year, is where are we actually going to spend our time? So I think what I'm going to do for you, Adam, is send you a bunch of questions uh, okay. that I would like you to fill out. And then we will do that as a review session for next year. Um, then we can start in January, review 2021, and work out where you want to develop 
or focus your time for 2022. Now, about three or four episodes ago, in episode 12, you were asking the question, is this still a business? And (laughs) am I still going to be running it in January? And what am I going to be doing? How are you feeling about that currently? So I I think I always, it was always going to be practically impossible to walk away no no matter what the result (laughs) if it was terrible it would be incredibly difficult to walk away in all honesty (laughs) um but no i i what i what i did i set a target um for myself to achieve the same amount of revenue this year as as last year um and uh, this week i hit that um so that's sort of target achieved and I feel like, you know, it's, it's certainly um, worth continuing next year. And in, I, I was always going to carry on with something. Um, now I feel like, it, you know, it's, it's carrying on with this, um, but with with some changes um, uh, or, or, you know, with with uh, putting in some some extra energy into doing something that's going to, to grow the business a bit more because I'm still not where I want to be. Cool. I love that. Okay. So it feels like you've worked a huge amount to get similar sales to last year. You have made progress. You have improved things. It's fascinating because there is only so much we can do as business people and the rest is up to the market. You can do everything you can to put your product out there and then you have to go, is the market going to buy? And if you've done everything you can, you can feel confident I've done everything I can. And then you just have to see where it is. And you've done enough sales to give you enough inspiration that it's worth another year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, if <laughs> if we could get anywhere near this month um, to, to carry on, even just through six months of next year, um, then that would be incredible. Um, so, like I say, it's, it's just tantalisingly close. Uh, it's it's definitely it's and and you know, there's also the feedback that um, I you know I'm still making a profit. People are still saying that they love it. They're giving me great reviews and feedback, and some people are sticking around for a really long time. Um, you know, and and even people who aren't buying are saying, "Oh, this is you know, this is such a lovely thing. I'm going to tell everyone about it." Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot that gives me motivation to, to carry on, but I, I also, I've, I've, I've got the, the motivation to, to put energy into whatever it is that comes out of that review that, um, is going to do the sort of the exponential thing, um, that, you know, and, and, and really, really not kickstart because I don't know, <laughs> emergency <laughs> reboot or something. reignite reignite uh yeah this and just yeah take take it take it just that bit further which is gonna which, which would just mean a huge amount to me just to, to to just grow that that much that much more i love that and i think it's actually good to redecide every year that you want to do your business and i 
I confused the team in our annual retreat very early on in Rebel Business School. And we have a, a guy that has been my mentor for years called Ashley. He was very confused by Simon and I. We came to the company retreat and basically the conversation was, do we still want to run this business? Uh, and Simon and I were driving around the country, running events, gradually getting fatter by the week and unhealthier we had a bit of a health crisis going on and we were like we can't keep going on like this we can't keep going on like this and we had to go through a process of here's all the different business ideas we could do so do we want to i don't know launch a podcast run uh, entrepreneurship for kids do this sell corporate stuff do pr and we put them all on the wall and henry who worked for us is like what are you doing? I joined this business to run entrepreneurial courses. Why are you saying you'll do other stuff? But Simon and I needed to go through that process to re-choose Rebel Business School as the product we wanted to focus on for the next year. And I actually think it is super important to give yourself the out, to give yourself the choice to then accept and don't go into it knowing the answer go into it open we could do anything you're not doing it just to rechoose because then it won't have the desired effect but like here's the five or ten things we could do next year which one do we want to focus on and if it's the same business great if it's not great <laughs> but you need to redecide and almost re-fall in love with your business and for time to time we do fall out of love with our business you know things aren't going well customers say this stuff happens and you just go why am i doing all this what is the point uh and it can get to you and simon and i have had that a few times when you know you work really hard but no one buys or no one shows up and you're exhausted and you've traveled around the country doing everything you can and nothing's worked and you lose a bit of energy and motivation and it's okay to re-decide what you want to do. And I think that's actually an important process for everyone listening to this, you and me included, to decide. And just because I'm doing a podcast now doesn't mean I have to keep doing it next year. If it's no longer serving me and if it's no longer working... I don't have to do it. And have you heard of the concept of zero-based thinking, Adam? I don't think I have. No. Tell me. So tell the me. idea <laughs> is... <laughs> the idea is, it's a lovely question. Knowing what you know now, would you start Craftbox Club again? All oh, right. I I think I'd say Yes. <laughs> Well, that's a good answer. It's a big, it's a big question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's a huge question. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to think about, um, and I and I love that idea of um, of, of and I I'd, I'd love to go away actually and think of think of the other things that I could be doing, at least to have a list or something like that. Um, you know, in order to discount them, um, and yeah, do the the falling back in love thing. I love that. 
it's actually a really cool process. So every year mm. I go to the team retreat with Simon and the team and I do a little PowerPoint presentation. You know, I love PowerPoints and <laughs> it always has pictures and it like, okay, so here's what's happened in the year. And I run them through everything that's happened and I go, okay, we've come to a point in time and they've got used to me saying this every year going, we've come to a certain point in time where we need to decide what to do next. And it goes, we could do this we could do this and I have like a full size picture and go, we could do this. And, uh, I made them laugh the first year. Cause it was like, we could continue to run rebel business school. We could run kids entrepreneurship courses, or we could flee to Mexico <laughs> and live on a beach, <laughs> yes. uh, which is actually an option. That's something we could all do. Uh, or we could do this or we could do this. And I listed like 15 different options of things we could do. And then as a team, we discuss what do we actually want to do. And every year for the last nine, ten years, we have redecided on Rebel Business School because we love it. We love the mission. And, you know, there's always frustrations in business. So I think this is a useful exercise. So the exercise for everyone listening to this and you, Adam, is to come up with a list of things you could do next year possible options and then to go through it and go which one of these options excites me and gets me towards my goals the most and that may or may not be craft box club and it may or may not be your current business yeah i mean it it, it sounds it sounds exciting i mean it, i i i haven't done anything like that since kind of coming up with the the first set of ideas for craftbox club and that was that was really good fun because uh i don't know if i've said but uh, it started with a double decker bus <laughs> i do remember that was i on that double decker bus <laughs> uh that, that it was it was an imaginary double decker bus Oh, so, I was on a uh, double-decker bus in Reading talking about entrepreneurship, and I wonder whether it was that double-decker uh, right. bus. Ah, cool. I no, don't, an it, imaginary well, one. If that one was a real one, then then this was a different bus because <laughs> mine was mine was purely imaginary. No, I I I think it it all started yeah <laughs> in in therapy actually, <laughs> and the um the the therapist said. Uh, why don't you just try the crazy bus idea? And I went, all right, I will try the crazy bus idea. And then the crazy bus idea uh, went through quite a few different changes. Uh, what is the crazy gra- bus idea? <laughs> um, I was going to have, uh, I was going to buy a double-decker bus and do it up and then park it in um, various fields and do afternoon tea on it. I love that idea. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, and you just have afternoon tea and crafting, afternoon tea and yeah. this, afternoon tea and that. That's it. Then it turned into a coffee shop with all sorts of creative activities in it. So it was going to be drum machines and instruments. Uh, and then one of the things was going to be you could order a coffee with a craft box. And then I looked at how much it was to hire places. And I thought, I'm not going to do that. Let's get rid of, <laughs> let's get rid of that. Um, and then just um, boil it down to the craft, the craft kits. So, yeah, you know, that even though there's a bit of madness in there, especially with hindsight, it, it's, it's always nice to go back to the crazy 
and then and then find what works out of that quite often the madness leads to the <laughs> ideas that you end up doing and i mm. i am always up for the crazy ideas because when you boil it down you sometimes find magic within those crazy ideas so that i think is a very useful exercise for you to do over the christmas period maybe when the christmas sales have slowed down things are you've got a bit more space you've had some mince pies you're feeling a bit relaxed maybe that's the time to get some post-it notes out mm. write some ideas down stick them on the wall and start to think about it yeah and the dodgy mold wines kicked in <laughs> starting to hallucinate business ideas based on the 20 year old spices you put in there and somewhat go. concerned about your health um yeah the zero based thinking question is a very interesting question and i'm glad you answered yes uh it's worked wonders for us over the years katie and i have a couple of investment properties and being nomadic and having investment properties isn't ideal because you're constantly trying to organize repairs in the UK yeah. whilst you're in Mexico or Colombia or wherever. And that was the question that unlocked us to wanting to sell them. Because the question is, knowing what you know now, would you repurchase the two investment flats? And the answer is a resounding no. And if the answer is you wouldn't get back into it, well, you need to get out of it as quickly as you can because it's no longer serving you. So if you were to ask me the question about the podcast, Alan, knowing what you know now, would you start the Rebel Entrepreneur podcast again? My answer would be yes. I love doing it. I love helping you. Uh, well, that's I good. love helping <laughs> the people. I love sharing it. I think it's a lot more work than I imagined. However, yeah. I've really enjoyed growing it. And this week I found out we've hit 340,000 downloads, uh, which feels like a huge amount. It's not in podcast worlds, but it's not bad for your first 18 months. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And I, and I think only 40,000 of those are me. <laughs> Don't tell me that. No, I'm more disappointed. No, I'm not because I've helped you. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> no, on, only however many there are. <laughs> I don't think you've done 40,000 yet. No, I think <laughs> I think we've done it's coming up to 100 episodes anyway. Uh Cool. Yes. So that is a question I would love everyone listening to the podcast to ask themselves. Knowing what I know now about my business, would I keep doing it? Knowing what I know now about my investments, about this, the dangerous question, knowing what I know now about my relationships, <laughs> would I start them again? There's a dangerous question. But those questions are really important. And never do it based on an emotional day, but sort of on average over the last however long, knowing what you know now, would you start it again? And if the answer is no, get out of it as quickly as possible. Cut your ties, move on and do something else because life is too short to spend on something you don't actually want to be doing. However, if the answer is yes, like knowing what I know now, which Adam said, yes, I want to start. I want to keep going. Like I would restart craft box club from zero. Then let's push in. Let's make it happen. And I love that answer. So that's the question for everyone listening to this to ask themselves. 
Then following on from that, this exercise of what are my possible options for the next however long, the next year, for whatever I'm doing. We're coming up to Christmas, so we're thinking about the next year. But you don't have to wait till the end of the year to do this. You can do this at any stage. You can do it in June if you're listening to this in June or July or whenever. Is to come up with what are my possible options for the next year and then to pick what you actually want to do. And if it's your existing business, great, because you've repicked it, you can re-fall in love with it, you can get reinvigorated, find the goals, find the passion again, and that will give you the energy to build it to what you want to build it to for the next year. <laughs> I yeah, I'm 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 definitely up for it. I'm excited about coming up with the the bad crazy list. Um I know the a thought that comes from that is as well that this the the way that uh, I've sort of shaped Craftbots Club into being a business that really fits into life right now. Uh, I think in a previous podcast, you mentioned Zen productivity, and that really, really stuck. So I'm trying to sort of follow that. So to make sure that, I, you know, I, I'm not doing stuff that, that's just going to cause extra stress. It's got to be stuff that I'm doing that's repeatable and sustainable um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of energy has got to go into doing this, but it's, it's stuff that I, I know how to fit around the rest of life. So it's not disrupting things. Um, for, you know, when I, when I started this out, I was having to go out to do workshops a lot. And especially with hindsight, that that's really hard to, um, and, and sort of time consuming and if you like kind of inefficient uh, way to, 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 to deliver this kind of stuff, because, you know, I'd have to go out and carry a load of stuff and paper parking and, and all sorts of things. Whereas now I can just put all of my energy and time when I have it into doing things that are going to be useful rather than traveling um, or, you know, buying stuff to decorate a room or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, this, this feels like something that, uh, it, it all works and I'm enjoying it. We just need to sell more. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it does feel like I'll come back to this just because it's it's working so well. Which then the piece here is let's just relax and do what we do. Because I think you're a little bit like me, Adam, and so many people out there as you put so much pressure on yourself to get the results now. And it's good to have that energy. I want to work. I want to get these results. However, if you're doing all the right things, if you're making the progress, you just need to relax and keep going because we're building something over the long term. And if you keep going and you keep learning, you can't fail to get to where you want to get to. And we just need to relax, learn each year, take what we've learned, apply it to the next year and gradually improve. And it is unbelievable where you get to. Most people completely overestimate what they can do in a year. And they underestimate what they can do in a decade. Yes, I was just listening to your um, Tony Robbins reference podcast. And uh, and, and yeah, um, he's he says similar stuff. Uh, he's, and he's an inspiring guy, isn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, this is true. So I, I, I think 
you know, the other thing, uh, aside from Rebel Business School that you've been able to give me is, uh, is the financial independence thing. And because I have that target as well, it does take the pressure off this now because I've been able to think of uh, a longer term plan. And I think I originally came to this as it being much more of a, oh my God, I need to escape uh, my my day job. Um, <laughs> and now there's, you know, this isn't the only answer to being able to do that. Uh, this is part of the solution. Um, so yeah, that does take the pressure off a lot. Um, and I've got this long-term goal of about three years time um, to to make this work. So I just want to be able to see progress, really. It's not going to be like an overnight thing. Um, but as long as there's progress towards that goal, then there come there comes some happiness. I love that. I love that. And when you say three years for a long-term goal, uh, it goes... <laughs> It's not really a long-term goal, is it, Adam? It feels um, a long way away. It does, but the time flies and you are young. Uh, three years is not that long. It really isn't. And let me just... I want to give you some back-of-the-envelope maths that is how I think about entrepreneurship and financial independence. And just for the sake of easy maths... Let's say you needed 40,000 a year to live off. And for those of you listening, I like if that dollars or pounds, it doesn't really matter. Like $40,000, 40,000 pounds. In terms of a financial independence target, to have 40,000 to live off, you need 1 million invested. It's based on the 4% rule. If your side hustle is making you 10,000 a year, well, you only need 30,000 a year to live off from other income. See, your FI target is reduced by quarter of a million to 750,000. If your side hustle makes 20,000 a year, your FI target is halved. And that makes it really interesting maths to look at those two things. So every step up, we build the side hustle. The target on the FI side is reduced and it's those balance between the two. And if at the moment when you've got the job and the side hustle, that's when it turbocharges your savings and you can put more away, which builds the buffer which then allows you to have more freedom in the future. But that's the kind of maths I use in my head to work out where I'm going with this. How are you thinking about your target? And what is this three-year goal? <laughs> um, you're, you're, you're almost using the, the same numbers that, that I've got in, in mind, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stereotypical FI target, which yeah, is exactly the target okay. Kate and I had. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, the one. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, so th that's that's where I'm thinking to be in three years' time, to be able to make twenty thousand from Craftbox Club, and then have the rest from investments, is the plan. Um, I love it. So I can I can get there on the, you know, the the work side at the moment to to do the investments as long as so I've uh, I've talked about setting my current house at the moment that's that's still going through slowly 
but if I can make that work, um, that's that gets me a you know long way to improving my savings rate, and then that three year goal makes a bit more sense. So I'm doing everything I can on the the non craft box club side of life to uh, to to get to there, and then the plan would be to um, it, it would basically be if I can achieve what I did this year, well probably last year on the profit this year last year about like this. Um, every year, if I can be confident of doing that every year, then um, that'll that'll work. That's incredible. And I can just carry on doing this. It should be great. Which is actually what you want to do, is have more space, more freedom, not have to cram it into one, two days a week, but to be able to do a little bit each day a week, have time with your daughter. Like, that's a complete change of lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so that's, that's the thing. At the moment, doing this um, one or two days a week, um, and and getting the 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 amount of of revenue that I'm getting at the moment, I just want to be confident enough that I can keep that coming in, in a in a reasonably predictable way. And then, you know, once I can go five days a week on it, um, you would have thought <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that extra work would mean that that was at least more stable, um, if not. You know, it would it would um, bring bring more you know better results. Which, when we look at it, like if we're saying we've got a three year time frame for the investment side and the work side, well, we're going to be building Craft Box Club alongside that for three years. Let's just relax, do what we can, keep focusing on it, and it will gradually build. And with an extra three years of data we've then no longer got this, oh, this year was COVID and it was a bit weird and this year was that and it's a bit weird. We've no longer got that. We've actually got some decent trading data to know what happens each year and how the business works. So I think this new time frame and the joint approach of financial entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship, financial entrepreneurship, <laughs> the, the you've, joint you've made approach. made a new thing. I have financial entrepreneurship. The joint approach of financial... Oh, I like it. Uh, The joint approach of financial independence and entrepreneurship working together is where the true magic is. Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs over the years have made a lot of money but never done the financial independence thing alongside it. And if you're not working on financial independence alongside your business you are missing out on some of the magic, the confidence and the freedom. As the more I got my finances in order, Adam, the more confident I was in sales. And I think part of that mm. is, this sounds bad, but like I don't need the business, but I can deliver real value and I can do a good job. And customers can smell desperation from a mile off. And when I first started my business, I was desperate. I needed the business. Uh, and then the confidence came later on. And the really interesting thing is the less I needed the business, the more I got the business, which is counterintuitive, <laughs> annoying, but that's kind of how mm. the universe works. So I think if you're doing both financial independence and entrepreneurship alongside, it can be a magic formula to getting this stuff done. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like it. I'm going to go the um, Andrea Linda 100% uh, with that one. 
hundred percent. Agree with all of that. Um, and I, I, it sort of brought another thought uh, to 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 this having this three year time frame. It's imagining the the three years forward me, and thinking about what I'd like to to have then. You know, so so that I could. Uh, what what I can do now to provide that three years in the future me with the best stuff, and mm. you know you're mentioning um, the data as well. I feel like that's a big thing. Is things that you can invest in now to uh, you know for for three years time. So I'm thinking doing things that provide consistent data, stuff like the mailing list. Um, really trying to build the mailing list up as well. Yes, uh, that makes me so happy you said that. Yes. <laughs> you like a mailing list. I do. I love a good <laughs> mailing list. If you're listening to this and you don't have a mailing list, please start one. Start now, because in three years' time, you'll have a huge mailing list and it'll be incredibly productive. But everyone goes, oh, there's no point. I've only got 50 people on my mailing list. Uh, but then they don't thinking about the future in that three, mm. four years time. And it's incredible how it can do. Sorry, I interrupted you because I got so excited. Keep going, Adam. No, it's good. So uh, one, one of the thoughts I had before is what um, it is to potentially look at doing more of the paid ad stuff. Mm. And um, I, I never feel super comfortable with that because it's because of the paid bit. But it does give you some really good data yes um, it does and you know what i'm struggling with at the moment is is with the you know to really get any signal from from what i'm getting at the moment and actually having uh having run google ads for the last month because i've got that extra traffic it's given me you know a bigger kind of sample size to work out a bit more about what's going on to watch people on the website and how they interact with it and things like that so I'm kind of thinking, what's the what's the best way, given a three year time scale, to like to to use the the paid ads or whatever, you know, stuff that's going to generate more traffic and more data. Um, that I don't have to. You know, I'm not going to be able to make decisions on today, but maybe this time next year, I'll be able to get a clearer strategy from that data. Does that make any sense? That sounds like a lot of waffle. Uh, <laughs> you get me. <laughs> makes complete sense and i love that way of right. thinking it's what can i set up now mm. uh to build towards that future because if you think about search engine optimization that is a long-term play mm. that's not a get business next week play that's a set things up for six months one year two years three years and keep building that search engine relevance to get you up the listings that's a long-term play and the same as the paid adverts that's more of a short-term play because you can pay instantly but the data you're collecting you will be able to use to enhance what you're doing every time so actually like i'm starting to come up with a plan for january for us Ooh. and what we need to do and it sounds like you are too it feels like january is let's do the big review of the year and work out the stats and the data. Let's start to plan. Like, we've got this three-year strategy. What do we want to put in place over the long term that's going to make this work business work for us? And then three, let's speak to some experts on search engine optimization, 
paid advertising and see if we can actually make that work for you over the long term. Yeah, that that, that sounds awesome. I'm liking this plan. Um, <laughs> I I think it would I, I, it'd be interesting for me, and hopefully it'd be interesting for the podcast to talk about um, how to use the mailing list to get sales. So I, mm. I know um, that you've talked about uh, like the sort of copy to write for, um, you know, kind of like one-to-one, like business-to-business sort of um, sort of emails to get sales from that. But uh, I feel like, so, and, and I've done a bit of that, especially in the, in the early days to contact people individually. But it would be interesting to to find out more about how to do that more at scale because I feel like that's like a, a whole different thing if I'm sending out uh, you know bulk emails uh, every week which is what I've started to do which has been sort of interesting but I've had various varying results um, yeah so yeah that that would be cool to catch up on as well I love this ideas for future episodes we've got SEO we've got paid advertising and we've got how to work the mailing list to increase sales because you're right it's a very different skill to cold outreach which cold outreach is about finding customers getting them on the phone and closing them which is not really what you do in the business consumer world we need to get people on the mailing list which you've now got set up you've got a lead magnet you're building the mailing list we're working it so let's come up with a strategy a plan and let's learn together If you're listening to this right now and you happen to be an expert in mailing lists, please contact us because we want to do an episode on it. Um, We always love to have listeners to the show actually on this because it's always better to have the real life people who listen to the show rather than the random expert from the internet. Uh, So if you're listening to this, please do contact us. Um, So Adam, I'd be very interested to know what would you say to the audience that they need to take away from this conversation? What do they need to think about? What do they need to go away and do based on this conversation? Oh, we've covered a lot, haven't we? Um, all the way through from deciding whether to, to, to carry on doing the thing to, um, you know, how, how to spend money on, uh, you know the the plan and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I you know I think my my big takeaway and the homework is going to be the re falling in love with the business uh, point. And I, I think so much of you know you're putting so much of your energy in your life into running um, your your business and it's your it's your passion and 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 everything like that. I, yeah, I, I think it's really important to keep coming back to it uh, as as being something that you enjoy and recognizing that. And then all of that joy uh, and passion will carry through the business uh, and be felt by your customers um, and help you with sales and, you know, help help your your sanity and your 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 own um, enjoyment of doing it as well. So that's the big thing for me. I love that, Adam. So your mission, if you're listening to this and you choose to accept it, is to go away, create a list of all the possible things you could do next, and then decide what you actually want to do. 
if it's your current business, then that's the one we need to re-fall in love with. Let's rediscover the passion, rediscover the energy, and build the business of your dreams. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.